Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. story i'm wearing black tonight because i was getting dressed this afternoon and i thought he might try some shenanigans and it might be fitting to tell jokes while wearing something somber if he goes down that dark path it's um well it's easier to be a parent this morning to tell your kids character matters it matters tell them the truth matters being a good person matters you don't have to worry if the president's gonna be happier to have Baby snatched away or sent dreamers back for no reason. <laughs> Vindication for a lot of people. Calm down, man. Oh, my God. Send dreamers back for no reason. No reason at all other than laws and, you know, uh, policies that the legislature of the representatives of the people have written in past as the laws of the land. But no, 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 no. All is good now. I got to tell you, man, for what is supposedly on the merits, a huge, huge, uh, enormous, happy weekend of jubilance, the the crazy is hitting hard. It is um, just be happy, okay? Don't be happy slash crazy. Two more hogs got the fever. No, 60 million or 74 million have the fever. It is so incredible. So incredible. The Pottery Barn wine moms are like on social media saying, F you, Trump voters. F your feelings. F everything you feel about. F your very existence. So wait a second. You were just a nice person a few days ago. What happened? She's not all really gracious in, uh, in victory here. But they're still upset and they're still unhinged and it's still craziness. And So uh, there's so much to get to here. And we're going to try to, uh, try to get to it all. Let me see what I've got here. All right. First of all, the election is all but all over. If you're, if you're, I mean, it is over. Pending seven, you know, uh, litigious holes in one, 
which there won't be. I mean, if there's recounts, uh, or do not flip elections generally. You might narrow the gap, et cetera. Alice, can we agree on this? I mean, yeah, I'm definitely in agreement that there were Democrat shenanigans in some of these cities. Um, I believe it 100%, you know, but I, I just, I don't see the the lawsuits working out enough in enough places to uh, Sally, to, to, to change things here. Sorry about that. We've got a visitor here because why wouldn't he be here the very second we started? Go ahead. Uh, and um, I, I just, I think it's a very, very small chance of this changing the election. I mean, yes, uh, in 2000, Gore held up the announcement of a winner for a month and everybody had to... Nicely you know, done, Sally. Well done. Everybody had to act like we didn't know who won in 2000 for a month while Gore litigated it and Trump's still litigating it. I, I think the same thing's going to happen that happened in 2000, which is that, you know, it's going to end up being what it looked like it was going to be. And, and you know, Trump's going to lose this one fairly or unfairly. I'm with you. I don't think it's fair. I'm mad at the Democrats. I'm mad at us for not preventing it. But... You know, it's it's like in a sports game. If the refs miss the call in the game and you lose, you can't say like you can't go back mm-hmm. afterwards and tell them, you know, like you should have saw seen this face mask call and that that would have taken it all back. And then I would have like it just if they yeah, missed it's the not, call. It's not fair, but it's life. And it's just it same sucks, thing with, if there's point but, shaving and they throw the game and all this, all this stuff. But I mean. Let me tell you something. I have never felt as somebody who's a pretty much a conservative, and I am a Republican, although I don't live or die with a party, but I have not been more optimistic about the fortunes of this party in my entire life. I think we are in such such a good place. And even the fact that this – even with – nobody on the left has learned a lesson. It's incredible. The moment the media had a chance to, you know, graciously at least show some empathy with half mm-hmm. of the country, no, stop counting immediately. Trump's wild and crazy, and there's Trump's insane, and all his voters are insane. They have the chance to play this right. The elites have the chance to play this right, and they're not doing it. And what looks like the Trump people getting screwed at the polls? No. No. The left needs to have a reckoning, some kind of reckoning with themselves. This is, I mean, I don't know how they managed to all see psychologists and never talk about themselves because they obviously didn't. What happened last time, the reason they've been moral, and this same thing happened with Bush, but with social media, it went over, went crazy. Intellectually lazy people, people who spend more time, they're really good. They know their way around a pottery barn like nobody else. These are liberal white elites generally. And um, they have the best name for their kids and they're very stylish <clears throat> very creative at every Halloween. They made a decision like they do every year because generally a lot of them are certainly godless people, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm not a religious person. But they made the decision at some point. Like they do every election year <clears throat> to base their entire moral compass on the presidential race. They do every election year. And because they're Democrats, and they even know very little about what that means, but they know Democrats are nice, giving things, more uh, giving things away, redistributing, cooler, uh, you know, pro-abortion, you know, because who hasn't been in a bind when you're a teenager in a suburb having a good, t- you know, it's, 
it's all sorts of so it's it seems on its face you know it's the party that cares and this and, that. and they want to be good people they think they're good people this, this is very important to them and and so every year the the election is how they exercise or you know is is how they uh you know kind of execute their moral validation of how good they are and so when it was Hillary Clinton's year that's great. And since they're not, you know, since they've been told, you know, that that it's a uh, it's a first glass ceiling. Yeah. And that's a very important because your, your gender is usually important in a president. It's a first. We need a girl in there. Yeah. Because all sorts of, and I'm not going to go into this, but all sorts of intellectually lazy uh, heft is applied to uh, somebody's, all these identity politics things. Yeah. And the intersectionality of the whole thing we edited, whatever. And so Hillary's good. Look at how good she is. And she wants to do good stuff. And she smiled and she makes us feel smart. And it's following the science. And there you go. So I'm going to, I'm with her. Yard sign, bang. There you go. I'm a good person. I'm with her. And then this vile jerk comes along. Wait a second. I don't understand, I don't understand him. The people around me don't understand him. He's, he's disgusting. He's a vile jerk. That's got to be the evil one. He must just want to do bad things. He's every bad person in every movie. Who the, what kind of person would ever vote for him? I bet you I know. I can just think of it in my mind. Probably Walmart, white trash, fat AR-15 losers who are, who are just white trash. And we're still allowed to call poor white people white trash. That's absolutely acceptable. In, in fact, you'll be lauded in social media if you if you call people white trash. You're not stupid. Those are those kind of people. So, you know, they don't live in Volvo world. So you don't have to worry. So there you go. You feel good. You don't learn anything about Donald Trump before the election. Why would you want to? This is just an exercise about good versus evil. You don't learn anything about Hillary Clinton before the election. Why would you want to? You go to the extreme like-minded propaganda networks to say, okay, arm me with something today so that I can go on social media and I can, you know, castigate the people who follow the evil person and, 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 and cast judgment on them or so I can feel like I'm a good person again. Tell me something. Well, Hillary Clinton today... Just pointed out that Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump uh, invented the the um, birther Obama birth certificate, the racist Obama birth certificate issue, and used it to gain prominence. Ha! Well, they hear that and they're excited. Wait a second. Yes. So Donald Trump is a racist because he used the birther issue and he used it on Obama. Somebody, by the way, is really classy and an elegant man and an elegant speaker and makes me feel good about myself. And I was really good eight years ago because I voted for him. And that was part of something really good. That was part of a, a, a reckoning for years of of, uh, of racism and slavery in this country. And I'm a good person. And now I can put it together. And I'll go on Facebook. Trump was responsible for the birthers things. I can't understand like, like anybody who would vote for an animal like that. And that's the extent of the research. They get just what they need from their like-minded, uh, you know, media outlets, and go on and tell, show the world. See, see, the, Trump is a racist, bad birther, racist, racist, racist. Never, never thinking themselves or looking into the fact or vetting what they've said. Like, how is that racist exactly? It might be wacky. It might be you know uh, something out of left field. It might be unfounded. It might be conspiracy theory stuff. But how is that racist? Uh, also, didn't Hillary Clinton start the birther thing? Well, that's exactly the point. Yes. Yes, she did. 
She had her guy, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Mm-mm. Uh and whatever, swimming around. Uh, I'll, I'll find his name later. She had her guy, a Clinton guy, shopping the, the birther stuff at, to news outlets in Washington, D.C. You know, before Trump had was even on the, the new political scene, it was all BS. So a lot of the stuff that, but that's just one thing. And many things. And when I found Donald Trump was writing, running, I thought, wow, that's not good. This guy is a wacky circus clown. I don't want this guy. I mean, he's obviously just here to screw around. Then I, listened, then I learned a little bit about Donald Trump. And I certainly learned a lot about Hillary Clinton, including some of her early uh, law work. And, and uh, you know, forensically, I'd already gone through Benghazi, so uh, I, she was not going to be my person. But, you know, l- just learning a little bit about Donald Trump and his racist past. And he doesn't have a racist past. I mean, he, like a good number of people in New York, uh, you know, was going after the Central Park Five. He certainly, if you want to go after him about his housing in the 70s, along with a whole bunch of other people who the federal government uh, went after for housing discrimination practices, yeah, that might be that might be something that should be concerning to him. This is a guy who's had black friends and relationships his entire life. He has employed people of color and given people um, livelihoods, you know, more than uh, almost anybody in this country. This is not a guy whose DNA gives a flying frig about that. So it would just take... That's the kind of thing where it would just take just take a little bit of digging. You don't have to like Donald Trump. He's a jerk New Yorker. I understand that. I don't really mind his, his personality. I think his tweeting is terrible. But that's the point. The point is you can say, well, the, Trump has – he's been inconsistent on issues. He acts like a crazy person sometimes. And he has no real conservative principles. And he lies uh, too much. You can say all those things, and you'd be right. Of course, some of those things, any politician. But then you'd have to do your vetting. So you know enough about Donald Trump to at least know he's just a person, real estate developed guy, he's a brand manager, Trump hotels, and that stuff. You'd be lying to yourself or simply accepting lies unvetted into your mind by believing anything else that you've heard, any of the dastardly authoritarian, fascistic thing. You'd have to be either intellectually lazy or intellectually incapable uh, or not willing. It simply goes – it screws with your easy symmetrical worldview. Trump was the evil one. Hillary's the good one. And that's all you have to need, need to know. And, that the, you know, you, then if you want to – if you have – if it's hard for you that Hillary Clinton, you know, was hanging out with a, a Huma Abedin who's married to Anthony Weiner and he's a pervert – and that Hillary's married to a pervert and sexual assaulter. Well, the the left did the work for you, and they got a bunch of Trump, uh, you know, sexual assaulters, alleged sexual assaulters. So there you go. So you were able to get past that one, but still, you had to make that a referendum on on good and evil without ever learning about Donald Trump. So then he gets into the White House, and then after years, you're so hurt that you're willing to believe anything and everything. He's evil. Kids in cages. Uh, you know, all, all of the, 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 the horrible Muslim ban to hurt people's feelings and his, killing Soleimani and all that. He's trying, he's starting wars and Europe hates us and every little bit. And your, your feelings are hurt because you never bothered to do the work about the facts of these people. And you never bothered to learn history and learn that all these things that you're absolutely offended by that are ha- that happening in, in these, uh, the, the moves that he's making, 
And oh my God, it's going to hurt people. It's going to hurt the animals. It hurts kids. It hurts women. He's destroying the earth. He's destroying all of these other things. If you just bothered to learn a goddamn thing about previous presidents in history, you'd realize that very little of this crap is new. The only thing that's new is that he tweets like an a-hole, and that's it. But no, you have to take it personally and hyperventilate, and then and then your disdain for the your other, the other half of the country just grows stronger. I can't believe anybody. By the way, this isn't just a normal election. This is on you. This is a referendum on you. You saw everything he did. You saw everything I listed off, all those bad things, and you've still voted for him? Yes, because we don't believe he did those bad things because he didn't, because we bothered to look into it. Believe me, when I saw all of these charges for Trump, I, I, like everybody else, I'm like, oh my God, he really said that? He really did that? And then I'd look into them, and I spent a lot of my time in the last four years watching long ceremonies with Trump shooting the breeze with people until I get to the money part, and I realize, oh, oh, there's all that context. All that context. I remember a couple of years ago, he saw, he saw, um, he was with some Native American guys, and he made a Pocahontas joke about Liz Warren. And that was the scene, and oh my God, Trump in front of Native American disparages Liz Warren using Native American slur, using slur. He uses racist Native American slur. And I thought, oh my God, Jesus, that is terrible and distasteful. So then I went back and I watched this thing, this, this ceremony that he had with the Native Americans. I watched the whole thing from the beginning, where there's nobody at the microphone, people milling around, everybody gets in their places. President comes in, and there he is shooting the breeze with these Native Americans, and they love him, and they're all Trump guys. They're shooting, they're laughing, they're making jokes, etc. They loved it. They A lot of these guys campaigned with them. They loved everything he said, and they had a great time. It was a warm, wonderful event, and yes, he said Pocahontas about Liz Warren. Oh my God, that must be evil. I also saw the same... And I, I only checked these things out because I saw the headlines and I said, Jesus, my God. Jake Tapper tweeted out a few years ago when Trump had uh, the um, Paralympics uh, people there, the people who do stuff in wheelchairs, I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Um, and and Jake Tapper said, the, the Chiron, CNN Chiron said, Donald Trump, it's really hard to watch these people. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, did Trump say that about the par- Paralympians? <laughs> And Tapper said, this is the president who just literally said this, the president of the United States. And I said, holy Jesus, that's if he said that's terrible, what a horrific thing to say. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. So before I went and ran and hugged my children a little bit harder <laughs> and explained to them that a very bad man was running the country and scared the shit out of them, I went back and I watched the whole GD thing. Watched the whole thing. Here comes the athletes, this, that. There's Trump saying, I'm very proud of you. This Olympian did this. This Olympian did this. This Olympian did this. It's incredible. I saw some of this event. You know, I, I watch it when I can. It's hard to watch it a lot of times. I got I have a lot on my schedule. And that's what he that's what they meant by <clears throat> Trump saying it's hard to watch. <laughs> he said that he didn't have enough time. It's hard to watch. I don't have enough time to watch. And they used that. They knew that they, they used that on him. And I couldn't believe it. And for the hell of it. For the hell of it, this year, even though I knew it was a given for the last three years, I thought to myself, and I have friends, including one who has got a disability, that when Trump made fun of that reporter for the New York Times with a disability, uh, my friend of mine said, I'll never, I can never vote for him for that reason, because my friend is disabled in a similar way as a reporter. And I thought, yeah, that, I, I got no problem with that. I can see that. I can see why you wouldn't want that. So Trump goes up there, you know, and you see the, the famous mm-hmm. speech where he's going, I, I can't, I don't remember, he says something with him. So just this year, I decided to 
before this guy's out of office or before, you know, let me for my own sake just check into that. And I looked it up, and the way Trump talked is nothing like that guy talks. That guy doesn't talk like that. And the way Trump was holding himself, saying, I don't know, no, 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 no. It's in a still frame, you could say both of them have trouble using their arm in the still frame. But Trump uses that voice. First of all, it's not, ex- by the way, it's still not good behavior. But right. but that that voice Trump used about a half a dozen time, times on other politicians, including Ted Cruz. And so there's Ted Cruz on stage, and he's like, I don't remember. There's something that Trump did constantly. So, yes. Trump acting like a 13-year-old boy mocking somebody <laughs> is not exactly presidential. And it's a little surprising to see from somebody over 70 years old. Sure. But no, he did not mock a man's disability. And I have believed until this year that he did. So, but no, but the, the people who want to hate him, they want to believe he did. Yes, look, see, see. Oh, my God. And that's why we had, of course, the, the Berlin Wall has fallen parades yesterday. In every major liberal city. Yes, because he's so awful. Finally. Finally. And this is where I get worried the mostly. People are saying, finally, finally, we have somebody of character coming back in the White House. Finally, finally, character matters again. And I'm like, I can't, after all the money you've spent on psychotropic medication, all the therapy, <laughs> the money you've spent on therapy, including now therapy for your kids, because... You, uh, you know, you've made them nervous as hell because you can't just, you have to emote in front of everybody and show how hurt you are that they're like, mommy, are you okay? You're, why are you wigging out? Because the, he's the awful president said he can't watch the Paralympics because it, it's hard to watch. Oh my God, he's an awful, I'm sorry, there's a shadow upon this land, little Joey. It's like, Jesus, just let them, just, but so, and here's my problem. So now everybody's saying, finally, we've got honor restored to the White House. Well, before you're all in on this one again, are you sure? Are you sure? Have you checked this guy out? Do you know who you've just elected? And, you know, there's, you know, by the way, he may be honorable. You may have restored honor to the White House in the the way you think. But probably Trump was a very decent guy as well. By all accounts, you know, if you're not his enemy... He's a, a, a personal, uh, a personable guy, you know. Trump, you know, Biden hugs people. I get that. Trump also checks on people who aren't doing well. Trump, Trump also made those calls to military families, etc. I know you don't believe it, but here's and that's not even the point. Is this? You've ascribed you ascribed every evil attribute to Donald Trump four years ago, if you're on the left, without ever doing the work to uh, know about educate yourself on him. Now, you've ascribed all the positive attributes in the world to Joe Biden without ever doing the work. And so, Biden, and I have studied Joe Biden for quite some time, followed him anyway. Joe Biden is a human being, and he is a politician, and he is flawed. So, you better be prepared to either not watch politics... Or defend what you were once condemning under Trump, or actually do the hard work and be prepared to criticize this guy, and, and you're going to have to admit somehow or somewhere, or you could just just be completely act in denial because he's going to come to Earth, Biden. He may be the greatest man on Earth, 
Who knows? He, but he is a flawed human being because everybody who is president is a flawed human being. And so was Obama. Ob- Barack Obama was a much worse president than Donald Trump. Donald Trump came to office in, in with four years, and it, with the exception of a pandemic that came here, and you still got the stock market uh, uh, rumbling, and the economy is dying to take off. Somehow this economy, and it is the Trump economy, is still rearing to go. But Donald Trump came in, he, tra- he changed uh, NAFTA, he signed into incredible criminal justice reform. He de- destroyed ISIS. He brought some peace to the Middle East and reinforced, undergirded our resources so that we remain energy independent, all while being investigated and impeached based on trumped-up charges in four short years. This guy has a good punch list. The last guy didn't do that. The last guy did some awful stuff that you weren't watching. The last guy was built the cages for kids in cages. The last guy droned an American citizen Drone attacked and killed American citizens. Started an air campaign to carpet bomb the holy bleep out of Libya with no congressional approval. No, we led from behind. Then we were going to go in and help the Syrians, and then we didn't. And then there was a huge refugee crisis. Do you remember that crisis? The last guy, you know, absolutely, um, you know, waged a war against the media using intelligence forces intelligence services to investigate and harass the media to rip open the drawers of the Associated Press and find out, try to find files and information on people. You know, there was a last administration that was bugging Angela Merkel's phone and even the Germans found out about it. And I think the, the PM, uh, the, the prime minister as well. So you missed all that because you had your guy, you did your job on election day in 2008 and you felt so good about yourself that, you know, why pay any attention anymore? Well, this last time you've spent four years hyperventilating. I don't know. I don't know where that energy goes, and I don't know how you get out from under it. And you're not being helped by your attitude so far. I have no problem with the parties in the streets. As a matter of fact, it, it's the first time we've seen some of you crying. This goes to the men, wusses, happy in the last four years. <laughs> and I think that's fine. Good. I'm glad you're going out there. Now, continue to be happy. But remember, this was not the. Berlin Wall coming down. Politics is not a fairy tale in where we just reach the happy ending here. Real life politics is a dynamic that is continual. It never stops. And things will happen. And, you know, you, know, you the left, all they did was hate Donald Trump. All of these other issues that they brought over, like kids in cages, like um, even the... Um, the um, you know, pushing our European allies around, the Kim hanging out with the South Korean dictator, Russia, etc. All these things were just meant for conservatives so that the left could bring them over as smelling salts for you and I, Alice, mm-hmm. to say, see, now look. Now look. <laughs> come on. Come over to my island where we all hang Are you happy now. now? Yes. Now see. 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 Because mm-hmm. all of these issues can be explained away. Easy. Right. I mean, the level of understanding of current events is basically what you can get out of a 30-second political ad you know the left ran this political ad that had like the taylor swift song and it was like oh rise up and like joe biden hugging children and you know like people in the streets like fighting for justice like that's that's you know you just have a few images in your mind of the narrative that you believe is taking place and then like you know why bother to 
do any research to see if that narrative is actually like what's happening or if it's just a story that lives in your head. So, you know, but unlike 2016 was supposed to be the fairy tale and then all the hopes and dreams got dashed. So, you know, that's when we saw the real psychosis mm-hmm. take hold. You know, now there's just the total that you know buy in this is the happy ending of the cinderella story exactly here. and the so. people who are paid millions of dollars to be your unbiased completely neutral messengers and the uh, analysts who are supposed to bring you the x's and o's of what's really happening they are just as uh, attached and they are just as activisty and they are just if not more emotionally involved as people on the left the weather was so beautiful mm-hmm. here it is november it's unseasonably warm on the on this side of the country. You know, sometimes during the campaign, you saw people all bundled up in coats. But I can't get over how warm. It's almost like Mother Nature was cooperating. This is- they, by the way, just a couple of weeks ago, had to pull away from coverage of a Trump rally because it was a super spreader with a few hundred people in the audience. Remember, super spreading just last week was a big thing Trump was doing. He's bringing his, his campaign, his people in his campaign to die, his followers to die. Super spreaders are all over red states. Remember the red states were stupid? Well, you know, those idiots down there. Numbers are up. There was not a bleeping mention of COVID from oh, during the United States block parties last evening. Victory speech meets tailgate, George. We've never seen something quite like this. There is also a sense of euphoria in yeah. this country. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Can you imagine that? It's a I sense know. of euphoria in this country. Well, I think half the people in the country voted for Joe Biden and they're happy because they feel because you told them that Hitler's now been deposed, you know, and they all live in cities and you've got cameras there. So, yeah, there's a feeling of euphoria. I call it unbridled exuberance. This feels like a victory celebration for a baseball team, a football team. It reminds me of Mardi Gras. If you've been to a parade, oh, yeah. that's oh, what it yeah, feels like, a big right. old celebration. Look yes. at these images. This is football season, right? This, this, this looks like Friday night in America after your favorite team just won the state championship. You America's- feel it. The, the, the joy is palpable. <laughs> the joy is palpable. Holy Christ. What happened? I thought a thousand people were dying a day and we all had to have dour looks on our face and be sad all the time out there right away people were running to this area this has been the biggest dance party in washington dc i've got to say almost kind of feels like the biggest dance party in washington dc incredible incredible man like what else what else didn't you really believe certainly covid <laughs> Eve, you know talking to people who are who are gathered outside it's like nora the the country's having a nationwide block party and it's actually right. happening all around the world exactly it's not just right. here in the united states they are celebrating they are dancing people here are having a very good time and joe biden will be able to enjoy a crowd people you can feel the energy and the joy from people a sense of jubilation tonight and that's why they're out jubilation. in the streets so and it's been going on all day long all the way up several, several blocks. They are singing despite the mask. Just shouldn't Joe Biden be telling these people to get back inside to not do this? Isn't this all dangerous? I thought this was dangerous behavior. If Joe Biden, if the Democrats, if the left, if Republicans in some states like this one, if the healthcare officials, if everybody believes that this is a risky thing that could result in the deaths of hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people, then shouldn't somebody be saying to stop it? I mean, you would think so. You would think that if it's serious enough that they have to be creeping around yeshivas in 
New York looking for rogue Jewish children, that it's that important that, you know, maybe the big party in the streets can wait until, you know, there's not thousands of deaths per day and the carnage has been slowed slightly. Wonderful for her nation in this divided time <laughs> to have a night like this where people seem joyous, oh. at least for an evening. And Just a quick question that I know the answer to. Had... Had Herr Trump won this election, <laughs> would this coverage be... Eh. Trying to send a message to the current president. What a powerful moment for, for everyone in this country, regardless of politics. Speaking Puzzle. to people today, VJ Day in, in Times Square, VJ there's that Day. famous photograph yes. of the kiss in Times Square. Yes. There are people who describe a kind of release. It's VJ Day today. Victory also, over Donald John Trump Day. So in Massachusetts, we we live near Newburyport, Massachusetts. And last night, of course, there were hundreds of people in Newburyport. Yay, all over the streets. By the way, I am uh, 47, but I am immature, and I love parties and outdoor parties. So I am mm-hmm. I am culturally for that. And had somebody said, hey, come with us and drink a beer, I would have left my moving car with my family in it and jumped over there and, and uh, did a keg stand because I'm a child. But um, So I'm all, I'm all for it. But I just sometimes, you know, pointing out hypocr- hypocrisy is going to be – uh, a a a feature of what a lot of people amuse themselves with over the next few years, and this is just just way too rich. I mean, our governor had us put us on all on notice in the states. Everybody stay inside. No more than twenty people outside. Social distancing. No no Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving requires folks to act indoor, to eat indoors, yep. to drink, and to socialize over an extended period of time, and maybe watch a football game or two. Yeah. Every family here in the Commonwealth needs to think long and hard about the well-being of your loved ones before you make your plans. Right. In other words, stay inside. You can't. I think we all know the last nine months have been tough on everybody. And the holidays are usually a time when we all get together to celebrate the spirit of the season. But we can't celebrate that spirit. But, you know, if you're celebrating a presidential election, then I'm absolutely not going to say anything. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. I didn't see those guys roaming the streets last night. Mm -mm. I mean, and this is more than just rhetorical hypocrisy of complaining about Thanksgiving. The governor had new new rules, new orders that are backed by a $300 fine that went into effect two days ago that said you can't um, you can't have an outdoor gathering with masks and social distancing that has more than 25 people. You know, that's not that's not just you know, him saying that it's not a good idea or something or make sure you wear your masks if you're outside. That's it's actually, you know, you can get fined $300 if you have an outdoor gathering with more than 25 people, even if everyone's wearing a mask, even if everyone's socially distanced. So the idea that then one day, 24 hours after that went into effect, uh, there were crowded masses in the streets screaming and yelling and singing. By the way, my church choir is not even allowed to sing right now because singing is so high risk. And... Like, this is just all fine. Like, where were the COVID enforcement squad? I mean, and let the record show I'm against the governor's orders because all these people, you know, every time people on the right say this stuff, like, how come they're all gathered in the street? People go, well, you did. Did you say that about the Trump rallies? They're outside. They have met. Obviously, yes. Obviously, we were 
for people being able to go to Trump rallies. Obviously, we know that the virus transmission risk is extremely low outside, particularly if you put on a mask. That's what we've all been saying this whole time. And it's your team that is saying that's illegal and you're they're going to fine us $300 if we break that rule. This is the group of people that told us we couldn't go trick-or-treating and to make sure that the candy that is outside is separated on a sanitized cookie sheet to make sure that, you know, we don't inadvertently touch the same bag of candy because we're all going to get COVID and die. Like, are you kidding me? Now you have people jumping up and down with Biden flags and screaming and yelling and all this stuff. And like, that's just totally fine because Biden won. What's the public health crisis now? Because, you know, for the racism demonstrations, they said, well, you know, like COVID might be a public health risk, but it's outweighed by the public health risk of racism. So like, okay, (laughs) what's the what's the public health risk? That we're protesting now. Like, what public health problem are they solving today out there? The public health risk of... Yeah, well, no. You know what it is, Alice? It's that we're free, finally. We're free! We're free, free, says the white chick standing on top of a car in Washington, D.C. Who hangs around you that doesn't (laughs) stop you... Or take you aside in the last four years and explain that you're free every day. <laughs> We're free. Jesus Christ. Here's uh, Bill de Blasio. Liberation. It's just joy. Liberation? It's liberation. Nothing, nothing is different, but the people in the executive branch of the White House are going to change. Uh, is New York going to be liberated from de Blasio's rules about <laughs> COVID? People have felt this weight and a sense of we're divided and we, we shouldn't be that way. And now there's a feeling that any- We shouldn't be that way. Hmm. Maybe we should stop calling everybody racists and white supremacists if they have different political views than you. Maybe those are damning terms meant to destroy people. Anything's possible, that we can heal again, that we can move forward. Heal again. And, and look, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did something amazing. By the way, his city's shut down. This is not supposed to be happening. He's out there with them. How awesome. This is turning out to be a huge victory all over the country. But it's also the beginning of the healing. That's what we need in this country, the this city everywhere. Let me tell you something. If you need to heal right now, that's on you. Because there was no existential existential harm done to you in the last four years. It's in your head, okay? This is a crazy people problem. That's exactly what this is. By the way, in, I love how de Blasio says, and it's happening all over the country. Eh, not really, Bill. It's happening in every liberal city in the country. The same <laughs> That's ones the that whole were, country. The same ones, right, exactly. Well said, Alice. <laughs> well, the same ones that were burning a couple months ago. Now we take Georgia, and then we change the world. Yeah! That's right. I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Mr. Schumer? Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. Okay, we just wanted to make sure we have that cut. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And by the way, that is the beginning of the end of the chances of Democrats to take uh, the Senate in Georgia and the beginning of the end of Joe Biden being able to do any wacko thing other than executive orders uh, for the next uh, the next four years. What a moron. That's Chuck Schumer, in case you didn't know. Yeah, and I love how they have to remind him to put on a mask in the middle of a cut that's what he's doing in between when he says they're going to change the world and when he says they're going to change america is he was shouting into the crowd with no mask on and then somebody one of his staff handed him a mask and said senator can you put this on put a mask on it's boston common last night
the thing is, is though, and like if I just got just warped into the country, I'd be like, "What's everybody celebrating?" Yeah, did we win a war? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> oh wait, so the the Republican lost, and now the Democrats going to come in. Okay, I'm, I'm glad to see everybody's <laughs> excited. By the way, while you're listening to this, we're going to go back in time with me for a second here. <clears throat> Hear all this beeping? A lot of beeping, a lot of people hollering, pro-Biden stuff. Four years ago, front page of every Boston newspaper, I assume national news as well. Babs and students drive through Wellesley campus waving Trump flag. The Wellesley College community reeling after alumna Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election was further disrupted on Wednesday when two Babson College students drove around the women's campus waving a Donald Trump flag. Can you imagine? President, the president of the college said it's highly offensive, incredibly insensitive, and simply not acceptable. Huh. What's all this? It's interesting. If it's that offensive and harmful and triggering and such a traumatic assault to do that, what happened last night in, in Boston and all these big What happened to all this? Everything they say is nada. It's the stuff of crazy people, and it's the stuff of crazy people uh, for a reason that we all know. Two more hogs got the fever. They just got the fever. That's all it is. Nothing means anything. I do like, if, if this is going to be a nightly party thing, by the way, I'm all for it. I am all for <laughs> it, and I will join it. I will wear a Biden t-shirt if you want me to. I like parties. I think it's great. Um, and, uh, okay, so it's Boston, 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 Boston. All right. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, – so the thing is that they're still mad. The left is still angry at you. You're still in trouble. Don't think that you're out of it. There's the truth and reconciliation stuff is coming. You're getting, uh, you're getting yours at, uh, at, uh, some <laughs> at some point. Here's the media telling you that um, they're not pleased. This is Nicole Wallace talking to Jason Johnson. I, I want to come to you on what this election says to you about the conversation we have had day after day after day about the vastness of this president's um, sort of atrocities in terms of... Yeah, sort of atrocities. <laughs> Jesus. His disdain for the office he holds and the way... He can you imagine walking down the street, any of these people beeping and in the, in, in buying champagne and celebrating whatever, and four years ago saying, in your mind, two years from now, how, you know, no, no, just saying this, say, let me know, tell me how much in your life you will be personally and emotionally disrupted by how much disdain a president has for the office of presidency. You would probably say, uh, one, I don't really understand that, but two, uh, give us a bleep. But no, 
that's one of the atrocities. He has um, treated people uh, who he views as not his people. Um, and, and often they are um, people, voiceless people, migrants that come here, asylum seekers that come here, um, African-American men and women calling for a racial reckoning. I mean, Wait, he's treating them how? When's he being? He's, yeah, the sentence went off the rails there. Nothing yes. happened to them. Right. He's he didn't do anything. Them. He didn't do anything. What does the election result say to you about the country's disposition around all those issues? I am disturbed by the fact that not enough Americans made that decision. I'm disturbed by the fact that you have large numbers of people who are like, yeah, a guy who leaves people out in the cold and quarter of a million people die of COVID and harasses women and everything else like that. I want a little bit more of that, and I don't really know if I wanted the other guy. So this, this election actually shows me a lot of really disturbing things about this country racially, very disturbing things about this country from a gender standpoint. And I have to say this, because if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, so Trump's been mean to in the last four years to women and uh, based on race and he harassed women gender. Like I don't remember that happening in the last four years. I don't remember. I don't remember it during this presidency. Yeah, I want more of this. More of what? Criminal justice reform. <laughs> I hope that he does because he is not a dictator in the making. He seems to be a decent guy. I will immediately turn around my hat and be excruciatingly critical of him because He's you cannot about- come into this White House. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly you won't, Jason Johnson. <laughs> With the idea that these people aren't the enemy. They are. The people chasing... They're the enemy. That's you listening. The Biden-Harris truck out of Texas, they are the enemies of democracy. The people right now attacking vote... Count- um, fact check on that one, by the way. Counters in Detroit, they are the enemy. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. Mitch McConnell is the enemy. And the if enemy. there's one thing that Democrats... Thank God no Republican politicians have been shot at recently. ...should have finally figured out in this campaign, you can't treat the Republican... Those are the enemy. Republicans are the enemy. People who voted for them are the enemy. The president, uh, you know, called to the, the uh, press the enemy of the American people. That's totally irresponsible because it's going to get people killed. Meanwhile, the enemy are everybody else. The 70 million people voted for Trump. You are the enemy. Party with kid gloves because they won't treat you that way. I hope Joe Biden just gave this speech to sound nice because everything isn't locked down yet. Maybe Senator Harris will have this idea should she become VP. But they have to go into this realizing they're in a war. The war for the soul of America will not end once he's inaugurated. And I hope he remembers that. Nicole Wallace, any compunction at all to step in there for a second and say, wait a second. What do you mean calling the people who supported the president the enemy? What are, what are you talking about exactly? How is Mitch McConnell the enemy? And isn't that divisive talk? Isn't that divisive? How come when you say something divisive, it's enlightened? When I say something divisive, it's divisive and dangerous. In- how about how about calling a 17-year-old kid in Wisconsin with a who's accused of a crime with a totally credible self-defense uh, legal defense. How is that? Uh, how is he the enemy exactly? I mean, is that talk about irresponsible? Jeez. Well, I don't uh, listen to you on things like that, Alice. I go to people who I can believe. Brian Williams of MSNBC has credibility, and Steve Schmidt, who has reversed himself ideologically completely, and uh, though uh, applied for a job with President Trump, uh, now is making a fortune out of uh, you know running hit pieces about President Trump. When I heard Marco Rubio, I guess the day before Election Day, uh, kind of saluting the uh, folks, the Trump caravan that almost 
ran the Biden bus off the road. You know, you hear something like that from someone who's supposed to. So wait a second. There was a Trump caravan that almost ran a bus off the road. Because I saw the video. I saw the video. And I believe actually, I believe weren't law enforcement officers involved in this? And wasn't there a finding from law enforcement? Yeah, law enforcement said they watched all the videos and they believed the SUV was at fault. Right. The non-Trump car was at right. fault. So, but, but a major news organization, National Broadcasting Corporation, is telling me that Rubio, Marco Rubio, because he's evil, was applauding running a campaign bus off the road. All false, 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 false. That's fine. Steve Schmidt, I'm sure. Uh, who's the guest, will will correct Brian Williams. To be a mainstream Republican senator, you realize that Trumpism, and that's part of what the Lincoln Project was formed to defeat, Trumpism is a powerful thing. It may be a loser politically, but do you, do you anticipate it to survive Donald Trump? Oh, absolutely. Look, we have almost 48 percent of this country that's voted for a statist, evil, authoritarian movement with fascistic markers that's hostile. Fascistic markers. Can you uh, how wonderful is that authoritarian? If you're not allowed to call if if, if somebody had uh, Nancy Pelosi, if the, she was a subject and somebody said she's authoritarian, they'd say, hold on, hold on. She has got fascistic markers. What the hell are you talking about exactly? Can you imagine how it's absolutely accessible? Yes, go on, Steve. Go ahead, fascist. Yes, that checks out. Go ahead. ...to American democracy, to the rule of law that venerates an individual that's a cult of personality. Um, I think that Tucker Carlson is the front runner for the Republican nomination in 2024. What, what you're going to see is every Republican candidate will kowtow to the conspiracy that Trump was stabbed in the back by unseen malicious forces of the deep state, that the election was stolen, that it's illegitimate. I mean, for well, the unfunded conspiracy, if he was stabbed in the back by the deep state, um, it, it, the evidence is there. The emails are there. The record is there. Tom Fitton, who wears a same size T-shirt as my two year old, unfortunately, <laughs> has unearthed all the stuff you could ask for. It's all there. You know, I mean, so, I mean you, they can gaslight all the, that's that's what they do. You know, anytime you find out dirt on them, you're obviously, it's a conspiracy. It's unfound. No, 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 it didn't happen. Well, it's funny because the text from one FBI person to the other says, we're going to do whatever we can to take this guy down. And the other person says, thank God. But that's, that's not meant to be taken literally. Okay. Ever, forever. More than a majority of the Republican Party uh, will believe this was an illegitimate election because they have been poisoned by the Murdoch. Wait a second. We were told that the last election was an illegitimate election. You know, for four yeah. years, and the, the standard bearer for the Democratic Party said the Russians did it. Russians gave it yeah. to them. They ran some Facebook ads. That's that's what made the last election illegitimate. Yes, and you know there are. I remember all the redefeat Bush st bumper stickers. And uh, selected, not elected bumper stickers from 2000. Operation by OAN, by Sinclair, uh, by the toxic sludge of sewage and crap and disinformation and lies that flows on Facebook. And the mighty OAN of Sinclair, the small niche that conservatives have in media is, of course, all the media. To the screens of the American people. And so this is a long term fight. 
You know, we have an emboldened white supremacist, white nationalist movement oh, in this country Jesus. now because of Trump. We see a militia movement that has become part and parcel of the Republican Party, where it's now standard operating procedure. Raise your hand if you know a white nationalist. Oh, an emboldened white nationalist. Uh, <laughs> emboldened militia movements. We don't, none of this stuff. The only emboldened thing happening in the streets, burning down the streets, is BLM and Antifa. At a, at a political rally to see the guys with their AR-15s. So all of this needs to be sealed back under a sarcophagus of the type that mm -hmm. lays over the Chernobyl reactor. Sarcophagus. So, by the way, that means you. you got to be sarcophagus in silence. But Steve Schmidt, obviously, it's obvious what he's doing. He's part of the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project was all the, the turncoats that decided to make a bundle off Democratic donors. Good for them. If I could learn how to shake down like that. Democratic donors to... Uh, put together a whole bunch of uh like dunk on trump ads that you know were really mean but but these are the you know the heroic turncoats of the movement etc of course these guys are also conservatives so what steve smith's trying to do there is lay out the case for why you still need the lincoln project mm -hmm. but the problem yeah. is and although he feels like you know yes yes we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna duplicate it for you guys in georgia as well georgia as well ain't gonna happen the problem is the utility of the Lincoln Project has gone away, mm -hmm. and we find ourselves in a very, for me, it's the most amusing thing to watch. Um, I mean, yeah, this is, you have AOC on Twitter now asking what the Lincoln Comp Project even accomplished with their $67 million. Did they turn any voters? Obviously, they didn't. They didn't change any Republican minds here. Right. And now the Lincoln Project saying, yeah, we can help you in Florida. We have the ads that we know how to turn people to, to the Democrat side. We know how to defeat Trump. Now we're going to defeat these Republicans in Georgia. Uh, how many, with Trump now not on the ballot for the Georgia runoffs, like how many Republicans do you think they're going to convince if they convince any before? So AOC is now demanding to know what they did with their money and saying they need to donate it to Democratic it's, causes. Uh, exactly. And they're, um, they're trying to pretend that they have no, you some need purpose. Us. No, you need us. The thing is, is that you're right. And the, at the end of the day, these guys were all operators in the conservative movement for years. They've got it, what's considered in 2020, they've all got war crimes under their belts. They were pushing conservatism forever. Pro-life uh, conservatism, mm -hmm. anti-gay agenda conservatism. Anti-immigrant, all, anti all the things. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, they, they are part of the we misgender people movement. And these people, now that their reckoning has come, these people are exactly – and this is why I love this because I, I can see it happening when I watch Steve Schmidt or, or uh, Rick Wilson mm -hmm. and the way they're acting on Twitter and the way – to me, this is the moment in Die Hard when Ellis realizes that he's gone from being valuable to completely disposable and he's in the company of murderers. And for these guys, it's the same exact thing. Hans is not my friend. I just met him tonight. I don't know him. Jesus Christ, Ellis, these people are going to kill you. Tell them you don't know me. <laughs> John, how can you say that after all these years, huh? John. John? John. 
And that is that. <laughs> you know, you don't get saved from the rapture because you, at the last minute you decided to engorge yourself and join the revolution. No, 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 no. No. But guys like that, guys like that, they do not last. They do not last. And I'm not talking about actually getting killed, by the way. I'm just saying that well, this, right. the, I mean, the, the game is over for the Lincoln Project. What kind of thanks did they think they were going to get from the left? You got your one-time payday where all these Democrats mm-hmm. gave you money to defeat the evil Trump. And they're already mad at you that you took that money. How do you think it's going to go from here? Right. They already feel that you grifted off of them. Oh, totally. And you and came in and you were cocksure and you had all the answers and you had all the keys. You had the combination because you were one of these Republicans right. one time. You had the secret sauce to kill the orange guy. Yeah. Man, no one was more confident than we you. We know hey, how to. Brick and see talk, huh? Hope I'm not interrupting. I'm Rick Wilson. What does he want? <laughs> It's not what I want, it's what I can give you. Look, let's be straight, okay? It's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck up here to snatch a few purses, am I right? (laughs) You're very perceptive. I watch 60 Minutes, I say to myself, these guys are professional, they're motivated, they're happening, i.e. they want something, huh? Now, personally, I couldn't care less about your politics. Maybe you're pissed off at the camel jockeys, maybe it's the Hebes, Northern Island, it's none of- I don't recall Ellis was such a racist. I think he just thinks they're racist, oh, he's so been... he's trying to talk to them that way. <laughs> it's like with them. This is like what the left thought they were getting from the Lincoln Project, right? My you... business. I figure you're here to negotiate. Am I right? You're amazing. You figured this all out already. <laughs> hey, <laughs> business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. I must have missed 60 minutes. <laughs> what are you saying? The guy upstairs is f***ing things up, huh? I can give him to you. Right. Well, they don't need the white knight anymore, so mostly you're going to get one between the eyes, uh, Lincoln Project. But it was fun while we knew you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. nice try. I saw earlier today they're already dredging up Rick Wilson's old tweets because he's like a guy. He just always, no matter what side he's been on, he loves like being crude and offensive. So he, the one I saw they were circulating today was him saying, like, I don't know what brand of Islam these guys are, but I know that they should be the one that's bleeding out from a hole in the head. Like, talking about <laughs> Muslims. I don't know what Muslims Good did luck per- with in that. particular that day that he tweeted that. But, I mean, it, and they're going to have a field day. They already started canceling some of the Lincoln Project people earlier. They're going to do it more. You're not going to get any more money from them. You're not going to be welcome in any Republican circles anymore after this junk that they pulled. Like, how? I don't get what they thought the end right. game here was. I hope you made enough money from the grift that you're, you can invest it and be good for a long, long time because there's no more money in this for you. Yeah, and I, it's, I unfortunately, I saw two friends on Facebook who have given money to them. Like, you really? Really? You wrote a check to these guys? But anyway, um, you know, I, I don't think, I think the left is going to take a second look. The Sentinels uh, in the in the Matrix sense are going to swarm the Lincoln Project and rediscover things like Rick Wilson's wife's Confederate cooler that says the South will rise again and relitigate that probably. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I, they're not going to be on TV much after this, I think. 
so Alice, Alice got most of the sound that we're listening to, by the way. And I want to give a special kudos to whoever these people are who came up with this chant because it's really it's like got this uh, like uh, backbeat thing to it's it. It's very advanced. It's awesome. That's the Chicago DSA. So the What's Democratic it? Socialists of America, oh. AOC's crowd. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were out marching. This was before the election was like officially called by CNN. But they, they were out there, uh, you know, demonstrating, trying to make sure every vote counts. I'm not sure that before the winner's determined, that's the message you want to go with. But right. hey, they're the socialists. So that's, you know. I like those guys. I say <laughs> a thumbs up for those guys. Now, a couple other folks who really, who the utility has run out for are other members of the resistance, including Van Jones, um, who's, I, I think with his latest performance, he has essentially played himself out. He is, <laughs> oh, don't. we're done, my friend, Van. It was fun. It's, um. It's what, paid pundit? It's what? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. How is that possible? How is it easier to be a dad that morning? Every morning, being a dad is a pain in the ass. It's, it's, there was no Biden one. Oh, it's easier to be a parent this morning. Like, it, the kids have taken out the, the pancakes, pancake uh, powder and thrown it all over the kitchen the dog has crapped on the floor. The kid is our kids have walked in it, trudged through it, put it on the couch. It's like what's easier to be a parent? But somebody in Washington, DC is doing something that affects your day to day? Or is it easier to be a parent because you're a freaking vain jerk who can't unplug yourself from emotions when you watch politics? Politics? It's easier it's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And that's why the, the guy who for decades now has been saying he was part of the civil rights movement and used to say that he marched in the civil rights movement. Thankfully, he's in the White House now. The guy who not only loves policemen but really loves their wives on many occasions. Um, you know, th thank God he's in the White House now. You know, the guy who told a black audience that Mitt Romney would put them in chains. That's character for you. Jesus. I mean, I'm a little bit younger than you, so mm -hmm. I don't have like that specific memories of what all these people were doing in the Clinton years. But was Van Jones this upset about Clinton's character and truth issues during the 90s? No, there was a vast right wing conspiracy that, that was all made up. That didn't happen. To okay, because I wonder. First, how... of all, first of all, you're white explaining that. Okay, I'm just wondering how Clinton affected his parenting. Don't ask. You know, <laughs> okay, just privilege, wondering. Privilege. Just wondering. Is character, by the way, Van Jones, is is that being part of the uh, the 9-11 conspiracy? 9-11 truthers? Is that a lot of character? Talk to the kids about that. I can't, I cannot take it. This, uh, oh, by the way, I put out, you probably saw it in, on Twitter. That This is what inspired me to, to, to tell my kids. I just wanted to see if maybe I loaded them up with emotion too in, ca in case they're fragile too. So I broke the, the, story, the news to them that Donald Trump was not reelected and Joe Biden was. You can see that on, on Twitter. Needless to say, I hugged them a little bit tighter that day, yesterday, when, when the news came down. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim, 
in this country, you, you, you don't have to work. If you're Muslim in this country, you're doing better than you have probably ever. In the last three years, the economy has been better to you ever. There's peace among Sunni countries in the Gulf Arab states. I know that's tough. It's been terrible for you. If the president doesn't want you here. There's not wars that, that were uh, you know started by American... American uh, presidents where ordinances are dropped in your neighborhoods now? I'm sorry, I know. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happy to have babies snatched away. Or sit, sit. Wait, we're doing that to immigrants? Is that <laughs> happening to immigrants? I don't believe Or is it. that happening to foreigners who come into the country illegally who then have to be processed and the process requires that there be separation at some points or, you know, you can't send, just shoot the kid off into the desert. I mean, this is so, I mean, it's so wonderful. I'm being, you know what else? For the rest of this year, I'm a, I'm a progressive. It's so easy. It's so easy. And dreamers. And dreamers who are being sent home because that's the law, the law of the land that the Democrats voted for. And instead of using any of the political capital they had in 2009 and 2010 to take care of this because it's real human beings, they just used it on Obamacare and stimulus package where they could give money away to Solyndra instead of fixing the problems about human beings. He was a part of that administration, Van Jones. He had no problem being part of that administration. Back for no reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm the CNN host, I say it. we're going to commercial. Okay, thank you. Are we clear? Are we clear? Okay, thanks. Van, get the out of here and never come back here again. <laughs> He's paid, Alice. I know. I like Van Jones, believe it or not. Uh -huh. He's a paid analyst to analyze stuff. This I is know. not a time to be emotional. We have enough emotional people. You don't need, we need people to dissect, analyze, and explain. Professionals who are in the world, who are in these circles, to explain to us so that we don't go crazy, so that we don't have heightened anxiety. We don't have Van Jones getting paid so that he can have an emotional breakdown on TV. What does that do? That's not a I know. I know all this. I just feel bad because as a person who I'm like a person who cries at stuff, like I'll be watching Ugh. a music video and I'll just burst into tears. You know, like I've been in that situation where I'm trying to keep it under control and I just lose it and I like can't speak normally anymore and just start crying. So that's that's happened to me, so I feel for him that this is what's going on because he's like literally sobbing with tears coming down his face. If you get watch a the shrink, video, like Van. I feel bad for him. Get a shrink. What was a white lash anyway? What even is that? When we voted for Trump, remember America is a white lash. What the hell does that even mean? I think it's like a play on words because backlash and then like black lash, white lash, I guess. I don't know. This is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. Suffered. By the way, is it possible maybe that this is revealing possibly that this well-centered pundit perhaps shouldn't have been cleared as somebody to weigh in to the American people on a neutral basis? You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. Every Get a shrink. Get help. God, why is this my problem to have to coddle these all these broken souls around here? Jesus. Every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know. And you're going to the store and, and people who have been 
You go to get in these tweets, you just don't know. It says Kofeva, and I don't. You go into the store. To show their racism. I'm getting nastier and nastier to you, and you're worried about your kids, and you're worried about your sister. This is a person. I'm not playing any more of this because I, I want to like him still. This is a person who needs a doctor. That's what that is. And it is interesting because it is like they just bought into their own hype. Yes. That they like can't. It's so. You know, don't. <sighs> None of this is like real, this stuff that they're complaining about happening. Like all the people attacking people for being Muslims or whatever, like that. None of that actually happened. Like it was all right. hoaxes and stuff. It's like the Jussie Smollett thing. And then, like, but you're still going to like have the same emotions as though the Jussie Smollett thing had turned out to be right. real. Or oh, the, right. the uh, Bubba Wallace thing, any of this all stuff. That stuff. Like, in, it's in, all in, pretend. In, in the auction of 2016 in Massachusetts, the Attorney General, stop. Don't, don't, don't. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get the baby to stop ripping the microphone cord right out of the microphone. Election, the Attorney General of Massachusetts set up a hate crime phone number to report hate crimes because it was obvious since Trump won there would be hate crimes because that's he was just a Nazi. It's everything we've been talking about. These people are Never educated themselves on the facts. They're emotionally unstable, and they're crazy. Stephen Colbert has been in his basement. He could have been out of the basement for months. He could get plenty of haircuts right now, but he's emoting to you on how terrible times are. He wants you to see how terrible times are. Uh, we're taping this just a little while after Donald Trump walked into the White House briefing room, actually, and tried to poison American democracy. That's, uh, that's why I'm not sitting down yet. I just don't feel like it yet. Ooh, it's also why I'm well. dressed for a funeral. Hun, you better come in here. Stephen Colbert's not sitting down. <laughs> Something's up. It's the uh, upside down's distress signal, I think. Something's not right with the country. <laughs> because Donald Trump tried really hard to kill something tonight. True story. I'm wearing black tonight because I was getting dressed this afternoon. And I thought he might try some shenanigans. And it might be fitting to tell jokes while wearing something somber if he goes down that dark path. True story. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating, Steve. Thank God you didn't leave that in the cutting room floor. <laughs> what a great comedy show this is. Now he's crying. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't. I'm out of here. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You didn't hear about his broken heart yet, though. I can't. I can't <laughs> hear about his broken heart. You've upset him, okay? You've all upset him very much. So. <sighs> We're going to see a major moment in history. The first female vice president. This is Dan. It looks Bash. like is going to happen for of the color for the first time, and a female of color. <laughs> the race, <laughs> the identity obsessed crap is so. It's you immediately establish yourself as being in intellectual kindergarten. The moment you get into this. We're one color. Color doesn't matter. Oh my god, a color one. A, the good color that we're supposed to like one. Jeez, who cares? <laughs> it's fine. So weird. We had a black person for eight. I don't care if there's never another elected white person ever again. I don't give a flying frig. It does not matter. None of that matters. God. In America, uh, you know, women have been waiting a long time to see representation at the highest levels of government. It may not be the president, but it's it's right below that. And there is going to be um, it's going to be pretty remarkable to watch that. You know, I think that even women who are not um, supportive of this ticket would 
you know, take the hat off to the notion of a woman being there. And can I? Yes, I remember, as a matter of fact, just how supportive they were of Sarah Palin. I remember how excited women were that there was going to be somebody, a possible vice president running. And when uh, candidate Barack Obama suggested that she was putting lipstick on a pig, that she was the pig, I remember how they all attacked Barack Obama for it. It is interesting. You know, let me tell you something. Condi Rice becomes president. She's no longer black and she's no longer a woman. She loses that stuff immediately. She just is a nazi. Right. Um, Here's a post from uh, one of my mom friends on Facebook. I hope everyone takes a moment today to recognize that a black woman has been elected to become the vice president of the USA. This is a historic moment that can give us and our children hope for what is possible. It's been liked by over 120 people. One of the responses is, She's also a stepmom, a daughter of immigrants, and a South Asian American. I love all of her intersections. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> so, yeah, Excellent. I mean. Excellent. Hold on, Alice. We're free. We're free. The intersections have freed us. I mean, like you said, what about Condi's intersections? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Nope. Never mind. Sorry. And let the record show if Biden had picked. Condi as his VP choice, um, I would have probably voted for Joe Biden because I love Condoleezza Rice. She's yes. great. So oh, I mean, here. talk about they haven't done one speck of research into figuring out how they could actually win over winnable Republicans, but whatever. Anyway. Oh, all right, let's take a break from this for one second. And mm-hmm. I just want to play this audio. Something this is something Alice found. This is my favorite guy of the year. <laughs> this is a guy named Michael Costa on on Twitter. I guess he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's got like Google Maps open, <laughs> and he's now pretending he's one of these uh, uh, election prognosticators, like uh, Steve Kornacki or Jonathan John on CNN, the guy doing the election maps. Oh, so this King John King, or one of those guys doing that. So this is this guy's impression of that. Michael Costa. Ohio's important. Everyone knows Ohio's important. You're going to go down here in the valley between Columbus and Pittsburgh. And then you got the Aikman Triangle right here. Hillary Clinton carried this next to Canton. And then there's, of course, there's Wooster. But 1876, it was a different story. <laughs> Orville. This is a problem for Orville. This is a problem for Biden. Trump carries these North Lawrence down over here, up here to Canal Fooden. You're going to zoom in. You're going to zoom in and get up here to 9321 Triangle Circle. That's what they call it, right around Nickajack Farms. Everyone knows that Nickajack Farms has always been carried Trump ever since 1884 when he only won 42 percent of the vote we're going to go south we're going to head our way south we're going to zoom in a little bit right there there's a green patch we call this elms country club back in the day elms country club is where of course hamilton lost the duel with washington everyone knows this is a huge republican mainstay we're going to back up a little bit i never stop talking i always just keep moving the map we need more data of course there's east canton east canton of course runs east of canton which is just east of massillon and then massillon's north of nevers and we all know that these are republican hotspots perry heights biden exiting polls say that the six. 27 is backed up here all the way down to 77. I never stopped talking. I was told to keep talking. Never stopped talking. Keep moving the map. Everyone knows about East Sparta. But let me remind you because East Sparta carries this. God bless that thing. God, I love it so much. All right. Uh, here's Kamala's phone, Kamala's phone call uh, from yesterday to Joe Biden. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> I mean, why does she sound like he like she's telling him because he didn't know he was running? Uh, yeah, I like that angle of that. I also like the fact that she's doing like a perfect Kamala Harris impersonation. She nails it. It's so perfect. It's so, 
So over the uh, top. I'm going to skip the Pelosi stuff. She's saying they have a mandate. They don't have a mandate. Obviously, this is precisely like I'm going to go. I'll be on Jerry tonight, actually. A special Sunday night Jerry Callahan podcast. But um, the Republicans have never been so well suited. I mean, it. No, I mean, obviously, when they had all three houses, they were well suited. Um, but they are in a good position here. And we're in a good position here also because it so quickly turns the table so quickly on the media and on our politicians and on the process mm-hmm. that all of you, even though the left will try to veer away from the day-to-day, um, you know, X's and O's of the, everything that happens in politics because the, Hitler is no longer in office, they can't veer away from it all. Right. And it's going to be very interesting very interesting to see how they react to Joe Biden's reality in the White House. Well, right. And they, I mean, so Democrats likely did win the House here, it's looking like, but uh, not by very much. Pelosi's probably going to- They had the House. Yeah, they had the House. But I mean, like, all the seats are up every time, so you can, you know, take as many as you want if you're a Republican. But- um, you know, the Republicans didn't win a majority of the House, but the, Pelosi's going to be like within 10 votes. So that means that you can't lose any of these moderate Republicans in the House. And she's already got some of them that are mad at her. We talked last time about the Democratic caucus call where people are yelling at her about losing seats they didn't have to lose. And AOC is talking about defunding the police and saying everybody who endorsed socialism won their races. Well, duh, because they were running in districts like in Brooklyn where where of course they're going to win like you do. It's different out in other parts of the country, AOC. Like, hate to break it to you, but you know, more power to her. She's going to keep saying this stuff. And they have a messaging problem. Not only, I mean, or, the orange ban, orange man bad message appears to have uh, worked in the end, but uh, it appears to have only worked on Trump because what the voters gave us looks like it's going to be divided government. Like, yeah, the Democrats are saying they can flip Georgia. I've been hearing stuff like that for a long time. The those runoff races are going to be a tough haul for Democrats. You're not going to have Trump on the ballot to energize all this support. You are going to be on an off day election. Turnout's going to be lower. You're already going to be hearing the Democrats saying a bunch of crazy stuff. I mean, look at Schumer. He's already saying Mm -hmm. like, we're going to go change America the second we win these Georgia seats. If you're a Georgia voter, do you think that's what you want to hear about the Democrats? Um, So I, and, and David Perdue already beat Ossoff. He mm-hmm. won more of the vote. He just didn't get over 50%. And the yeah, other, the Republicans are going to win the Senate. It's, I mean, it's, like, it's, that's... So, you know, voters voted for Republicans in the Senate. They voted for more Republicans in the House than they have been. And what's almost worse for Democrats is that Republicans won all the state legislatures. The Democrats didn't win a single state legislature. So... That means that 2020, which is a big redistricting year, has empowered Republicans to draw the districts for the next 10 years. Like what well, happened you to say them? Republicans have won all the state legislatures. Not all the state. Le- they didn't lose any. Right. So they're and Democrats were really hoping to flip those because that means that, right. you know, that they can draw this some of these districts. This was a surgical districts. strike. And I'm stealing this uh, surgical strike by voters. Right. They surgically carved Trump out only. Trump. Exactly. And then refuted AOC in wacko progressivism uh-huh. in favor of, I 
moderation or conservatism. I don't know. Right. But it was, it is not. And that's why we're getting yelled at. And that's why you're going to yeah. be in trouble. You, Alice's boyfriend, Van Jones, is going to cry more. And, <laughs> and Colbert is still going to be mad at half the country. You're in trouble. If you're listening right now and you're doing anything but hate listening, you're in trouble. And the the I, the fact that they so on a dime now are performing out and um and illustrating immediate hypocrisy certainly in the media and all over it's not only just the media but down the street all the people who were ratting on you for not having your masks boom those people are out partying together that's all and it's hypocrisy is it's not currency and it can't feed you but it is wonderful and with social media, it is forever. And so, you know, with this, you, you probably have seen this thing of the French reporter. And um, during one of these huge Biden uh, celebrations yesterday, this shirtless American uh, Yahoo, <laughs> who, I mean, just simply by his approach to the interview, I would have assumed was a Trump guy. But he's not. He's out there with the Biden I folks. mean, who knows so, who he really voted for? But, he may be a Tom Shattuck who just shows up at any party. Exactly. I wouldn't take my shirt off like that. Kind of. <laughs> but anyway, so here's the French reporter. And, uh, and here's this, this shirtless Yahoo who comes over to him. And I've been to France. It's beautiful. Hey, he didn't such a song. Hey, hey, can I go? Oh, I love a croissant. Oh, oh, oh. I love an omelette. Du fromage. Drunken moron. <laughs> I do like that guy. I think everybody American should like that guy. <laughs> but the thing is, you know what's so great is in, in everybody on social media, because yesterday was a beautiful day, is sharing that. And like, and I've seen all these big blue checkmark liberals say, oh, please shoot this directly into my veins. Ha, 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 ha. But you know for a moment, had mm -hmm. this been in a Trump rally, oh, yeah. that guy, and he seems Trumpy anyway, oh, my God, look at this. How disgusting. How, Racism. What he's doing. Yes, to the, the rest of the are world. Allies. To the rest of the world, the, the world sees this this horrible bigot and what he's doing. It's so boorish. This guy is stupid. These men are dangerous, like this dangerous, and they're now selling. They have a sense of humor. Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's back now. It's back. That's why I was hoping that maybe Colbert and like SNL, do they get to start the machines up again? Do we get the comedians back? I don't know, but uh, uh. there's a lot to be excited about. I am excited. Um, this is just such an interesting time. And by the way, for those of you who are, who are who are really upset about the election being stolen in your in your minds, you know you got to win the election by a bigger margin so they can't steal it. You yeah. know, I always think about the Patriots and Bill yeah. Belichick I mean, saying I... that you can't you can't uh, you know you can't have a close score because anything can happen in a close score. But that said, Donald Trump can do one hell of a lot more in the private sector than he can stuck in that building in Washington D.C. If you're a Trump person, you should be excited for what this guy is going to be able to do, the influence that he's going to be able to have, and the lack of restraint. <laughs> if you thought he was restraining himself before, before, then he's going to be showing you uh, – he is going to be untethered. I think he's going to be fun is what I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Trump – the part he likes of being president is getting to have big rallies, and he doesn't have to be president to do that. So, I mean, I think you're not – you haven't seen the last of Trump. He's had a lasting impact on conservatism, probably an impact that uh, will empower conservatives more than they have been, even though the voters did take Trump out of there. You yeah, know? but he's got, you know, eight million or nine million more votes than he did last time. Oh, he yeah. Has, he has doubled the the numbers of black women who are now uh, Republicans or voter Republican. 
he has increased the number of black men, and he's absolutely spiked the number of Hispanic Latinos. Oh my gosh, and the Latino vote is the story of the the election. Yes, and there's a lesson to be learned. And Republicans keep those conversations going. Make this the wide tent party because the Democrats are going in the other direction. It is a small party for class elites. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Things are going well. All right, Alice, how do the people find out about us? Um, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can email us, Gmail, uh, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also, you know, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to give us five stars, we'd appreciate that. But we enjoy hearing from you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.